0: All right, man, back with another episode. Sorry for the delay. Been taking care of some things, and I ain't really had a chance to tap with my folks. But, you know, we back. Got a little bit of news going on. Unfortunately, we got to talk again about Kanye West because this nigga's doing... The shit he does once more and it's kind of disrupting everybody's life. You know, the nigga can never just pump a product. He could never just, you know, market some shit like most people do. He got to go so far to the left. The last time, you know, he's putting a MAGA hat on, he's doing all this shit. He'll go out his way, you know, to try and have custody court for his kids through Instagram and constantly be like my black children, my black children, but it's like my nigga, you who want to stick your dick in a white woman that had all these kids. So when you say my black children, it doesn't really hold a whole lot of weight to me because you're making it sound like the system's oppressing your children when that's not the case at all. It's your own ways and actions, shit you do that's having you to have a hard time. And I'm not even sure the nigga's having a hard time more than he's throwing a temper tantrum. Because he's not having things his way. So his latest stunt is he hooks up with notorious bed wench, biscuit eater, AKA Candace Owens. And these niggas go to some fashion show. He has a white lives matter shirt on. He puts the Pope on the front of it. They're sitting there with the cooniest smiles. I'm talking about Steven from Django. I'm talking about hopping Bob from life. These motherfuckers got the biggest coon smiles. Just looking evil and shit. And it hits the internet. And of course, you know, there's a lot of backlash, as there should be. This is the same guy at one point that said, George Bush don't care about black people. Now he's out here wearing a white Lives Matter shirt. And the more frustrating part about it, besides his action, is going to always be the reaction from the people. Because, you know, you got people to see it for what it is. And they're like, yo, this nigga's tripping. But you have this band of morons that follow anything the nigga do that they want to go out their way to try to explain why him wearing a White Lives Matter shirt makes sense with Candace Owens in arms. Once again, Candace Owens is one of the head Ben Winches. She is one of the head biscuit-eating bitches that's being used for political gain. And this is who he chooses to keep company with when he puts this shit on. Now, what he does, he's real smart. I don't want to say he's smart. He actually, he's a good manipulator because he goes on a big rant of why he has the shirt on. And at the end of it, he says, well, Black Lives Matters was thieves. And he can't dispute that because the organization Black Lives Matter was some thieving ass bitches. But it's never been about the organization. From the ground level, it's been about the movement. The movement was hijacked. It was used to make money. It was used to get political with, but the message of the movement has never changed. He used that to attack the shady bitches that ran Black Lives Matter or possibly still run it because he has some sort of personal vendetta with them. And that's enough for his merry band of weirdos to be like, see, he's a genius. Like, bro, you could have said that they was thieves without doing that. This is all in the mix of him complaining about his kids again. He's got time to jump over to another country, put on this weird shit, And just to get a conversation going. So what you're going to see is the Kanye people that just refuse to believe he could be retarded or do anything stupid or wrong. They'll be like trying to underscore some message that they made up in their head and then tell you it went over your head. So they'll be like, oh, you just don't understand Kanye because he, he he works from a level of genius that isn't appropriate for the common mind. And this is why. And them niggas write a whole soliloquy. And I'm like, I'll look at whoever wrote this shit and it's like, this nigga's a shift manager at Burger King. What do you know about genius, my nigga? This is my thing, right? You got the right to support whoever you want. You, you can roll with whoever you want. You can send your good energy to whoever you want. And I don't need to agree with you. But you don't have to explain it. It's real easy to be like, I still fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I got some niggas that do some weird shit that I'm still cool with, and I love them niggas my whole life. And they might do some dummy shit, and I ain't gonna try to explain it. Nah, niggas dummy, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my that's my nigga though. That's my dummy. You feel me? Yeah, yup, yeah, That's my nigga though. But with Kanye, it's like these motherfuckers come with these theories and these hypotheses of how this nigga's thinking and all this shit. You know, when is the last contribution he made that was meaningful? The Donda albums was trash. The clothes is trash. That shit all look like homeless nigga shit. He packaged it like homeless nigga shit. It's garbage. It's literally shit that if you would have wore, you'd have got picked on. The shoes is trash. Sl- on. No, 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 no. The slides is trash. Whatever the other Martian boot shit, all that is trash. The Yeezys, the 360s, them bitches is hard. That's the best thing he's done besides, you know, some meaningful music. And that's been a while. But... This guy constantly finds a way to jump in the news and jump in the algorithm with a complaint and a rant about something. And he's got these people that just will follow him to the end of the earth and make excuses for him. Look, man, if you love Ye, I actually love Ye myself, man. I just don't love what he does. And it's fair for me to say that. I ain't got to explain why because it's apparent. If you love him despite what he does and you support him despite what he does, just say that. You ain't got to try to talk in these codes and try to act like you in some kind of Kanye group chat and the rest of us ain't privy to the conversation because his level of genius went over our head. Man, shut the fuck up. Like, y'all niggas want to talk about genius and y'all niggas wasn't even comfortable reading in class and school. I went to school with some of the niggas that's doing this shit and every time the teacher used to be like, yo, uh, so-and-so, page 17, nigga get to sweating. I got to go to the bathroom. Nah, you can't read, my nigga. But you want to try to tell me why Kanye West is a genius for doing coon shit for a very long time now, nah, man. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, I hope the nigga gets the help he deserves. Actually, I don't. I'm tired of saying that shit, man. You know, he's going to do something else. I'll talk about it because it's content, but fuck it. You know what, man? One of my favorite distinguishing things in life is slang. Like, I like how people have different meanings for words and different You know what I'm saying? Things they accentuate different parts of the country. You kind of can tell where someone's from, or at least you used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, in Atlanta, they call you shorty. You know what I'm saying? Chicago, too. You know what I'm saying? They might call you little daddy in New Orleans. They gonna call you homie and bro in L.A. It's real demographical. And I always enjoy slang because I feel like the so-called Queens English, that's not ours. You know what I'm saying? I never really got a kick out of proper English. I like to talk the way I like to talk. I like my folks to talk the way that they talk. But the problem with slang is sometimes you get a piece of slang. This is since the Internet age. You get a piece of slang that's just ridiculous and not needed. And it get under your skin. And me personally, the, the slang that the women are saying right now, it's just, it, it made me want to rip my eyebrows out. On the dead homies, it does. It's the, it's giving. That shit, that's the most annoying shit. Like, these bitches sound like they don't know how to talk. They sound like a glitched out computer. Like, if you do text to talk, and the shit just don't write back what you said, it's not even a full sentence. It's like shorthand typing, but it's words. Like, like hypothetically, let's say you was to go to the store And it was still a time where people had to, you know what I'm saying? Like add. So you give them $10, the shit you got came to $5.50. You'd be like, how much change i get? The bitches would be like, it's giving $4.50. You know what I'm saying? It's like not even actual language anymore. It's just the weirdest thing. You know what I'm saying? Like anything they do. Like, you see a nice car, these bitches is like, it's giving fast. What what did you just say? Hey, can we get rid of that? Uh, Slang don't stick around forever. And, you know, uh, we don't have to participate in it. But in my community, you know what I'm saying? The black community so-called, they killing me with that. It's giving. You know what it's giving? It's giving headache, man. Please stop. Please, I beg. It's giving headache. Week 6 NFL Rundown. We're going to do week 6. Before I do that, we'll dip back into college real quick, man. Shout out to the Tennessee Volunteers. They done knocked off mighty Alabama. It was a great game. 52 points Tennessee put up on Alabama. I saw a stat where it said that's the most points Alabama gave up since 1907. That's a long time, man. That's over 100. That's actually 115 years. So shout out to Tennessee Volunteers, man. They finally got over the hump. Alabama got dropped in the standings. It was a good game, though. I can't hate on them, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to them. Georgia did they think they won. Ohio State was idle. So the top four, which would be the playoff teams if it started today, would be number one, Georgia. Ohio State, number two. Tennessee jumped up to number three. And that bitch-ass team from Michigan, number four. Shout out to college football, man. That's my favorite sport by far. But anyway, let's get into this NFL Week Six. I'm gonna start on a sad note, personal sad note. I don't want to dwell on it too long, but the surprising New York Giants came in to Week Six with a record of four and one. Nobody saw that shit coming. They beat my Ravens. Ravens blow another lead. They get outscored seventeen to ten in the second half. Lost the game twenty four to twenty. So the Giants improved to 5-1, and, and you got the Ravens falling to three 3-3. Three. Very mediocre squad. Lamar Jackson, something not right going on over there, man. It was just a tough game to watch for me. But, you know, shout out to the New Yorkers. They didn't did their shit. Um, next game on the schedule is the 2-3 New Orleans Saints hosting the 2-3 Bengals. This game right here had some playoff relevancy because you got to get up to 500 to start getting a shot. Um, both of those divisions, no one's running away with them. So they had action. Uh, Yeah. The saints going with Andy Dalton. He's a, you know, he's been a backup for a very long time ever since he left uh, the Bengals. And then of course you got Joe Burrow, young fly Joe for the Bengals. This ended up being a good game. I didn't see so many points being scored, but Bengals pulled it out late. They got the win, improved to 3-3, three 30-26. Three. They didn't beat the Saints in the NOLA. Saints fought to 2-4. They got to get off the mat. It's going to go bad for them fast. Otherwise, Indianapolis Colts, who I've really been shitting on this season, and I've seen them as one of the weaker teams in the NFL. I really don't like Matt Ryan still being in the NFL. I've made, no, made no secret of that. the fact I feel like he's a diminished quarterback with limited skills. This game was played in Indy. They were facing the Jaguars, who had a, a couple weeks where they were, you know, really doing their stuff. And Trevor Lawrence, uh, a.k.a. Sunshine Randy Bass from Remember the Titans, he's been improving this season. But the Colts pulled this one out. They, you know, put up 15 in the fourth quarter to take the win, 34-27, to 27, another high-scoring affair. The, the Colts are actually 3-2-1. and one. So ever since my harsh words been coming towards them, I'm pretty sure someone heard me talking that shit and they told me shut the fuck up. We decent. Uh, Matt Ryan, who I've been on record as saying is stiff and he sucks and everything. He shut me up, man. He put up 389 yards passing, three touchdowns. Shout out to the Colts. I still don't think they are going to do shit, but, you know, I said what I said and them niggas did what they did. So shout out to the Colts. 3-2-1, not too bad for that squad. All right, next up is the concussion-prone Miami Dolphins hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Dolphins last week ended up playing with their third-string quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater got a concussion. He actually came back and played in this game. Wasn't much help. He did throw for 329 yards, but they lost to the Vikings 24-16. to 16. Minnesota quietly, 5-1. They're not, you know, putting up a ton of stats. They're not blowing people out, but they're winning. Um, They played a good, solid game, all four quarters, and the Vikings improved a 5-1. and one. The Dolphins fought a 3-3, three and three, which is kind of rough because, you know, they started off real real good until they lost their quarterback. Shout out to Tua, man. Uh, allegedly, he passed co- concussion protocol, and he should be coming back next week, so maybe that'll get that team the spark they need. Next game on the schedule, I saw this on the betting ticket And it's the Cleveland Browns hosting the New England Patriots. I saw that the Cleveland Browns were a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why, because they still got Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. If you don't know, he started his career with the Patriots. So Bill Belichick, the evil genius that he is, he knows him personally, so he knows his flaws. Um, During this game, they exposed the Browns. The Patriots are running with Zeppi. Is their quarterback. I don't even know who this nigga is. I never heard of him. I don't know where he went to college. I don't know if he's a milkman. Zeppy went off on the Browns for 309 yards, man. They fucked Cleveland over in Cleveland 38 to 15. Patriots put up 14 in the third, 14 in the fourth to cut Cleveland's throat. Um the Patriots are three and three. Browns fought a two and four, and it looks like it's gonna be another season down the toilet. I really hate to say that. Because I do got love for the Browns, but hey, man, Deshaun Watson can't get here fast enough. He, them guys got to at least play decent football until he gets there because they in trouble. Next game up, this game is probably the surprise game of the week to me. This really tripped me out. The next game did also, but this one right here, it took the cake. Um, Really slow game in the first half. You had the New York Jets. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They went into Lambeau Field, which is one of the more storied stadiums in the NFL. Take on big bad Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looked like Nicolas Cage off of Con Air. He looked real hippie out there. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron Rodgers and the Packers off to a three and two start. The Jets surprisingly was off to a three and two start also. But you know that home, the home field advantage, and just the Jets being the Jets and the Packers being the Packers. You kind of seen this game as the Packers was gonna whoop on them, and you would have been wrong as fuck. Why? Because Zach Wilson, Bryce Hall, or Brees Hall—I don't know how to pronounce his name—them niggas went in Lambeau Field, fucked over the Packers, blew their doors off, twenty-seven to ten. The New York Jets are four and two. Packers fall to three and three. Hey, football been irrelevant in the state of New York for a while. Buffalo's good, but you know as far as New York City around there has been irrelevant. Right now you got the Jets and the Giants with a combined record of 9-3, and man. Who would have thunk it? Like I said, the next game on the schedule was one that kind of surprised me too. I've been saying, you know, check the record. I've been saying that I think the Falcons are not a bad football team. I think they're a a good football team with Marcus Mariota. But you had the 49ers going into Atlanta, and it's always a thing when the West Coast team goes, plays on the East Coast, you know, because of jet lag and everything. But I figured the 49ers' defense, they'll be enough to get them over the hump in Atlanta. And once again, I was proven wrong because the Falcons controlled this game from whistle to whistle. They shut the 49ers out in three out of the four quarters. 49ers did score 14 in the second quarter, but nothing else the rest of the game. Falcons went up to 3-3. Three and three. The 49ers fell to 3-3. and three. You got Atlanta taking the 28-14 to 14 win. Surprise, surprise. Out there in Pittsburgh, some, something happened out there, too, that I didn't see. Because you got the Pittsburgh Steelers who have no offense. They got their best player on defense out. They got their best offensive weapon with nagging injuries. Shout out to Na- uh, Najee Harris against the Buccaneers, who haven't looked too good this season, but the defense been there. The defense has been solid. And Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Even though he's older, you know, he's not as, as skilled as he once was, or, you know, maybe he's missing some weapons. You figured the Tampa Bay would go in there and get that win, especially given they were ten point favorites. Vegas, the numbers guys, they're off sometimes, but they're usually not off by a lot. They're off by a lot in this game because the Steelers won outright, twenty to eighteen. Steelers improved to two and four. That's how you know you're a bad team. You get a win and you go up to two and four. Buccaneers fell to three and three. A lot of these games I'm looking at this week, it seems like a changing in the guards. You got different teams. That have been sorry forever, that's actually playing well. And you got teams that have been good forever that is playing down. So this might be a tie switch in the NFL as far as franchises go. Um, another team in that conversation is the Seattle Seahawks, who they've been a, a top-tier program. As long as Russell Wilson was there. Russell Wilson left this offseason with Geno Smith being left as quarterback. So I just kind of they season as a dub. Not a dub like a win, a dub like next year. But Geno Smith been holding it down this year. Seattle beat the Cardinals. Cardinals are a big, huge disappointment. I don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray, man. It looks like they figured his game out because he ain't really doing shit too much. Now, in his defense, he did lead the team in rushing and, of course, passing, but they lost 19-9. Didn't score a touchdown. Seahawks go up to 3-3 with Geno Smith running things, y'all. Who would have thunk it? Sticking that division, you have the Super Bowl defending champion L.A. Rams uh, playing against the Carolina Panthers, who are a bad team. This week they've been saying Christian McCafferty might be tradable. Um, The Rams are notorious for giving their stadium away, meaning if the fans from the other team travel, you can have so so far. They don't care. You go in there, whoever they're playing, the other team's fans are louder. It's the L.A. shit. L.A. don't give a fuck about their teams unless they're – they're winning and winning by a lot. And on that note also, man, rest in peace to my L.A. Dodgers, man. They got knocked out of baseball today, knocked out of the playoffs. They done. um, San Diego Padres, shout out to them, Southern Cali. But the Rams did handle business. They got rid of the Panthers. Um, Panthers only put up 10. The Rams scored 24. So Rams jumped up to 3-3. Three three. The pathetic Panthers fall to 1-5. I don't think Baker Mayfield played because they have Walker as their leading passer, and he, he had 60 yards. I don't know if Baker Mayfield got hurt or what, but that's a bad situation. That's a, that's a bad team right there. It's complete rebuild mode. Them niggas might need to go play in the SEC or something, the ACC, with college for the rest of the season because they're, they're an easy win, whoever plays them. So shout-out to the Rams for getting that win. Um, On to the later – Afternoon game. This was the clash of the Titans. It was the chief hosting the Buffalo Bills. You know, Patrick Mahomes and the Boys going against Josh Allen and his dogs. These teams got history in the playoffs in the regular season the last couple of years. They've been playing to a draw basically with one team pulling out at the end. This game was no different. It was a little less scoring than I anticipated. Uh but Josh Allen, you know, he came down the field and he got his team in position. They got the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. In Arrowhead, you know, Kansas City is not a not an easy place to win, but the Bills did that. They improved to five and one. Chiefs fall to four and two. The final score on that game was twenty four to twenty. Now, with the Bills being five and one, I want you to keep in mind the only loss that they had was against Miami. So for Miami to beat Buffalo head up and only be three and three, that that just tells you that team misses Tua Viola, aka Roman Reigns, coming off the top of rope with the Superman punch. They miss him. You know, he's not a product of the system. You see, the system doesn't work without him. So, once again, the Buffalo Bills did their stuff. They're right now leading the AFC. There was a game Thursday. I'll give you the score. I don't want to talk about it because it was garbage. These Thursday night games, they come on Amazon. The NFL might want to think about putting these motherfuckers on 2B TV because it's trash. Trash. The Washington Commanders a.k.a. the football team, a.k.a. the Redskins, a.k.a. the fighting Daniel Snyder, went into Chicago against the weak-ass Bears and beat them 12-7. to That's right. 19 points in that game. That's pathetic. And the time that I'm recording this, we just got the final in the late game, Eagles and the Cowboys. A, hey, the NFC has been the weakest division in football for years. Niggas was winning that division being 500 or one game under 500, but... Now you got the Eagles coming into this game undefeated, and you had the Cowboys coming in at a very respectable four and one. Yeah, they came in at a very respectable four and one, missing their, you know, their main quarterback Dak Prescott. He been out for a while, but Cooper Rush been holding it down. This game was it was basically won in the second quarter. It just went final not that long ago, but you know, the Eagles put up twenty in the second quarter, and Dallas didn't have enough offense to get off the mat. Even though did play, you know, played out to the end. They got two touchdowns in the second half. Held the Eagles to just one touchdown, and the Eagles stay undefeated. The NFL's only undefeated team, six and zero. Cowboys fought a five and one, and final score there was twenty six to seventeen. Shout out to the Eagles. What they say, uh, "Fly Eagles, fly in Philly." Shout out to them. Uh, one last game coming up tomorrow is going to be the Chargers hosting the Broncos. Hey, man, if we're being honest about Russell Wilson, man, he's done. He, he's done. He's a noodle out there. He doesn't he doesn't do it no more. You know what I'm saying? So maybe after this season he'll be done. Hopefully they pay him all that money. He probably just going to play that contract out. Sierra, man, pull this nigga off the field, bro. Russell looking bad out there. i give you my prediction right now. I'm looking at the point spread. They got the Chargers favored by four and a half points. The total points scored in the game is at 45 and a half. The game being played in SoFi, you know, the shared stadium that the Chargers share with the Rams. I feel like Justin Herbert's going to do his shit, even though Denver does got a pretty good defense. Chargers are going to cover that four and a half. I think they're going to win that game. Let's say 31 to 10. So I would take the Chargers minus the four and a half and we go under the 45 and a half. 31 to 10 Chargers uh, Monday night game probably ain't gonna watch that man it doesn't sound like a very exciting thing it'd be some other stuff to watch anyways man i appreciate y'all listening as always if you got some ideas for the show if you want to come interview on the show hit me up the viral flop podcast at gmail.com i'll get back with you you know what i'm saying we can set something up in the meantime hold it down